Well, I'm super excited about this year, what God is doing, what God is going to do. And I'm excited I'm going to be, well, I am a mother-to-be, mother-in-law to be. Yeah, is that right? Mother-in-law to be, yes. But I, I think I really am, hey, Jeremiah? Yeah, anyway, I'm super excited. Well, the theme of my message this morning is, can you hear his voice? And I would like us this morning just to put aside our thoughts, put aside what we're going to be doing after the service, put aside what we need to do, and allow the Holy Spirit just to come and speak to us. For I believe that God has a word for the church this morning. We're not questioning whether God will speak to us. The question we need to ask ourselves is, are we listening? Can we hear what he's saying to us? And so this morning, I'd like to direct your attention to this amazing story. And as I, and as I was reading and as I was studying and going through the story, I was, I was very challenged by what happened to this high priest called Eli. The story opens by presenting a problem. It says in verse 1, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many vision. And at the time, Eli was, a, Eli was unable to hear the voice of the Lord. You see, when you, when, you, when you and I read the word of God, you will find that God is a God who speaks. God loves to speak. God loves to communicate. God loves to tell you things. God loves to guide you and lead you. But are we listening? If we are not listening to the word of, if we are not listening to the voice of God, perhaps there are things that are stopping us hearing God's voice, like Eli. In fact, I would like to ask you: When was last time you heard His voice? When was the last time you heard the shepherd's voice calling you? Is God speaking to you? Has God spoken to you? I'm not saying that God, uh, we're not hearing his voice, but I am saying it is now and then we need to do a reality check. And this morning, we're going to do a reality check. We're gonna, because this is one of the ways that we can evaluate our spiritual health. So my question is, are we hearing from God or not? One of the worst things that can happen is to have a famine where we don't hear God's voice. We see in Samuel, in Samuel chapter 3, there, is, there are reasons why there's no words. There's reason why Israel, Israel isn't hearing from God. It was because of their prophet Eli. Let me tell you a little bit about this prophet. He was a leader. He was a priest of the people of Israel. And I would like you to notice something in this verse. It says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak, he could barely see. I would like you to put the connection here. His physical condition is an illustration of his spiritual condition. He's not, he's not only losing his physical eyesight, but he's losing his spiritual eyesight, which is why there were not visions. That's why God wasn't speaking. In verse 2, it says, One night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. This is also telling us something, church, that Eli made a decision 
in his life to de de determine where he was going to rest and how he was going to rest. I mean, the temple had places for the priests to, to stay and to rest, but the scripture tells us that he is in his own place. So we have Eli. He's lying down in his own place, which explains why he's not hearing from God. He's at a place of complacency. He's at a place that it was comfortable. Eli wasn't in God's presence. He wasn't even near the ark, not in the same way Samuel was. So verse 3, it says, The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. I mean, there are people who say, who say, well, I know that I came in God's presence anywhere. And that may be true. But it is also true that if you're not in the house of God, if you're not in the presence of God, something will be missing in your spiritual growth. Because the spiritual growth is not a do-yourself project. You need to be in his presence. You must be in his presence. You need to be in the presence of God. So here's Eli. He's in his own place. His closeness to the presence of God is based in, upon his personal preference and comfort. For him, it's not about being as close as he could get. It was more about as close, as convenient and comfortable. And I believe, church, that this is the warning for us. So let me ask you, what drives your decision to be in the presence of God? Is it when it's convenient or whenever there is a need? Or are you saying, I want to be as close to God's presence, as close as I can get in anywhere God is moving? This way I'm going to be. And I want to arrange my life around that rather than doing my own thing in my own time and when it's comfortable and when it's convenient. Because that's where Eli was. He was in his own place. And let me tell you, there is an amazing parallel reality to all of this. You see, young Samuel was only eight years old. And that's what, how old Eli was. Um, yes, Eli was when he started. He had a hunger for his presence and a hunger to serve and a hunger to hear from God. If your call, if your call with God becomes more about a personal preference, or more about what is convenient than a passion or pursuit of God's presence, you're going to lose, I'm going to lose the ability to hear God's voice. When it's for your convenience, when it's for your preference, when you become the referee of what's, what's enough for God and what's appropriate for God and your preference becomes a dictator of what, what you're going to do in the service of God, then you're going to find that God's voice is going to get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Not because he's weak, but because we become weak. By not surrendering and not spending time in his presence and not positioning ourselves and not hearing for the voice of God. Or maybe you're relying on your past experiences. Sometimes he said, I fasted a long time ago, you know, when I used to be in the ministry or when I used to... Serve. I did so much already to earn myself in his presence. So what are we saying? Are we relying 
and past encounters in your relationship with God? Perhaps you have lost that passion to be in his presence. Perhaps disappointment and hurts have creeped in and you're not sure how to get get back into his presence. Let me reassure you that God desires to be in a relationship with you and he is knocking at the door of your heart and he said, let me come in because I want to speak to you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. Would you open your heart this morning? In verse 3 it says, the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. What does Samuel want? What is he after? He wants to be as close as he possibly get to the presence of God. I mean, he, this is an eight-year-old boy, and he's saying, I want to be as close as I can get to his presence. I want to be where he is. And so he's lying down next to the ark. Back in those times, that's where the presence of God was, in the ark. But today we have the Holy Spirit. You see, church, the more intentionally we draw closer to God, the more intentionally we pursue Him with all of our heart, as we seek Him, as we draw near to Him, as we get closer to Him, the more you're going to hear His voice, the more clearly you're going to hear His voice, the more frequently you're going to hear His voice. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And then he ran to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me, but Eli said, no, it's not me. Just go back. A second time, God called Samuel. He thinks it's Eli. So he runs to him and he said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And he said, here I am. And Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so Eli told Samuel, go back, lie down. And if he calls, you say, Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went went and lay down in in his place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling us the other times. And the only time, the difference is that he called him twice. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You see, Samuel positioned himself to hear from God. And you and I need to go to that place and position ourselves to hear from our God and say, Here I am, God. Samuel was expecting. He was saying, Here I am, God. Speak to me. The open me, the humble me, the ready me, the broken down me, the desperate me, the incapable me. Here I am, Lord, I am listening. I think of Moses, when God called Moses, he said, Moses, Moses, I want you to go and save my people. And Moses said, well, I'm as slow to speak, but if it's you calling, here I am. When God called Jeremiah, and Jeremiah said, I'm too young, and your people are just too stubborn. But if it's, if it's you calling me, here I am. And now God is calling Samuel the same way. Then God, and Samuel is saying, here I am. And speak to me. I am listening. So can I ask you, church, if God was, what would God say to you and me 
if we would just lean in and say, speak, Lord, because I'm listening. I don't want to go another day without hearing your voice. I don't want to go another day without your presence. I, I don't think I can go another day without your presence. I don't want to go without hearing your voice. Speak, Lord, because I want to hear what you have to say. You see, God wants to speak. He wants to tell you things. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. He wants to do things in your life and in through your life. They will bless you. They will draw closer to him. They will give you insight and revelation. But let me tell you, church, that there is an enemy. There is an enemy. They will love to see you become complacent. And they will love to see you not able to hear his voice. The enemy comes and brings confusion. He brings distraction. And he will love to see you in a position where you can't hear the voice of God. And even not come to church and not have fellowship and, and create your life so busy that we just don't have time. We don't create time for our God and to, and to hear his voice. So let me tell you one thing, though. You don't hear God's voice through Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat. Did I miss anything else, young people? I'm so sorry about this, but I'm not. You will not hear God's voice through Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat and everything else that goes on there. We need to get off Facebook and we need to kiss our face on this book, right? <laughs> this book is the book of life. You will find the answer that you're looking for. You're going to find the reason for your existence. You're going to find God giving you a strength and a word for your season. This is where you need your faith. And so I believe that God is positioning us. I believe that God is calling his church, inspired church, because there is a shift coming. There is a positioning coming that, we, that we've never dreamed of. And so God is calling us. He's saying, he's telling, would you lean in? And would you say, here I am, Lord, speak to me, for your servant is listening. So how can I hear from God? What do I need to do in this new year? What do I need to do to position myself to hear from God? There's a couple of things that I'd like to share with you. One of this, one of them, are you ready to hear it? Repentance. Repentance means you and I change the way we think. We change our perspective on sin. We change our perspective on God. We confess and fully acknowledge we have, we have failed. We have failed God and rather than excuse those failings, we turn from them. We turn, a complete turn around and we say, I no longer will do that. It will do that. Sometimes it's just simply saying, God, I repent because I have lost my passion for you. I have not allowed you to be Lord of my life. You see, one of the things that I know that God doesn't want to just be Lord of some part of your life, but he wants to be Lord of all. If he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. 
In Revelation chapter 2, it says, Jesus comes to the church of Ephesus and he says, you know, you know what I love about you, that you have done so many great things. I love how you, you do all these things. But there is one thing that I have against you. And that you have left your first love. What does he tell them? You need to repent. Church, when was the last time that you experienced just God's presence? When was the last time that you heard, that you heard the voice of God? When was the last time that you had tears rolling down your cheeks because you are seeking God for a particular situation? You are seeking God and you just feel God's presence and, and your tears were running down your cheeks. When was the last time? Mom and dad, young people, when was last time? When was last time that you were able to just sit and just hear and just call upon the name of the Lord? Because you see, through tears washed eyes, we see Jesus more clearly. Listen, perhaps your hearts have gone cold. And you're not as fire in fire as they used to be. Let me tell you this, not because he's walked away from you, but because our hearts have grown cold towards God and towards the things of God. And I'm here to tell you this, because I don't want to have another year like I had last year, when it was only sometimes that I heard his voice or I was in his presence. But because God is calling all of us to reposition ourselves so that we can hear his voice. You see, that is what happened to Eli. He became so comfortable. He became so used to it that he was unable to hear the, the voice of God. You see, when you come to a place where you, you it's become so used to, so complacent and being comfortable and you walk with the Lord, that becomes so normal. We get so comfortable with it. And when we have sin in our life, you, you know, we're not going to be able to, to hear clearly from God. His voice becomes distant. And that's what we need to repent. You see, there's, there's a repentance that when you first come to the Lord, and maybe you need to rededicate your life to, to the Lord. But there is also a repentance that as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, we need to do on a daily basis. It becomes our lifestyle. You see, when we do that, we are, we, what happens? We realign in our hearts. We realign in our minds. We realign in our wills. We realign ourselves with the, with the ways of the Lord, with the will of God. And what happens when, when those blockages get removed? We are able to hear the voice of God. Another point, position yourself close to God. What does that mean? When you love the Lord, when you desire the presence of God, you want to be where his presence is. It's not about if I put enough hours at church so I don't feel good about not going to church, but it's about I want to be where the Lord is. See, I'm telling you, one of the greatest encounters that I've had in my life, it's been through you know, um, encounter nights, prayer meeting, even in, in, in my kitchen table. But if you want to be passionate for God, You've got to be in his presence. Samuel was lying down 
laying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. There's where the presence of God was. There was the throne of God. He is as close as he could possibly get physically to God's presence. So let me ask you this morning, are you positioning yourself where God's presence is? Another point, listen to God's voice. You know, one of the sad things about this story is that Eli, the prophet Eli, he knew what the voice of God sounded like. He could tell at that point how, how he was, God was calling Samuel. But he wasn't listening. He wasn't tuning in for God's voice. You see, if you're, he, he could have just got up and go to, to where the temple was and say, God, if you're speaking to Samuel, surely I want to hear your voice too. I want you to speak to me too. But Eli couldn't get himself motivated. He was at a place of complacency. He was comfortable. So I want to ask you this morning, would you lean in and say, God, I know you're speaking in this place. I know that you are God. And I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. Another point is, if you hear the voice of God, respond instantly to his voice. Let's be obedient to his direction. You know, there are times that God speaks to us and he says, hey, why don't you go and pray for that person? Why don't you bless that person and pay for their shopping and, 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 and pay for their meal? And we say, oh my gosh, who, was that God? Was that me? Was it the devil? Let me tell you, the devil's not going to tell you to go and bless someone, that's for sure. But what we do, we debate. So if God speaks, listen and obey quickly. Listen, let me tell you something. Delayed obedience is disobedience. It's kind of a neutral ground. Once you hear the voice of God, you're either going to move forward in obedience or you're not. I want to say that again. Once you hear the voice of God, you're either going to move forward in obedience or you're not. But any, any obedience, any response other than obedience is an inappropriate response to the voice of God. He does not speak to be heard. He speaks to be obeyed. In John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. There is a relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. The sheep hear the shepherd's voice and obey. They recognize the shepherd's voice and are able to follow the instructions. Let me ask you one thing. When was the last time you heard the shepherd's voice? If you want to hear his voice, you need to be in a relationship with the shepherd. And the only way to have a relationship is through his son, Jesus Christ. And when you are in that place, in that place, and you place your faith in Jesus, we belong to Him. We are part of the family of God and we have a privilege to be able to hear and respond to the voice of God. There are so many people right now that will tell there are many ways to have a relationship with God and to hear the voice of God. But let me tell you, there is only one way that is through Jesus Christ. Amen? And it's more than just attending church and being in these four walls. 
It's more than just participating or just attending. It's more than just being a good person. All of these things are very honourable, but a relationship comes by placing faith in Jesus Christ. And when you do, you will become His and you have the privilege to hear the voice of God. The more you know God, the more clearly you can hear His voice. I continue to be amazed that the God of the universe wants to know me. The creator of the universe wants to get to know you. He cares about me. He cares about you. you to know my personality and to, and, and, to where, and, and to know where I am in my life and the journey that I'm on and the, the doubts that I may be having and the difficulties that I might be experiencing. And yet he still chooses to be my friend. He still chooses to be your friend. I'm stunned by the fact that he knows me. You see, church, our God is high and he's lifted up, but he chooses to be in a relationship with you. He chooses to be in a relationship with me. This God that we see, He's the first, He is the last, He is the beginning, and He is the end. He is the keeper of creation, the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, always is, always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised, He was pierced, He was persecuted, but brought freedom. He was dead and brings life. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand Him. Armies can't defeat Him. Leaders can't discount Him. But He is goodness and He is kindness. He is faithfulness. He is God. He is holy. He is righteous and powerful and pure. His ways are just. His will is unchanging. His word is true. And His mind is on us. I can't believe that this God, He is so great, the creator of the universe, would have His mind on me and on you because He loves us so much, church. Because He loves you so much. His mind is on you.